Welcome to the Quarter to Three Games podcast for mid-September 2017. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Destiny. This is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not Dominions 4. Hmm. And this is Jason McMaster, and uh, my game of the week is not Star Citizen. I'm not sure we had a great thing going where we mentioned games that are either current or coming up that are probably going to be good or awesome, and we mentioned as not our game of the week the one that preceded it. Okay, it's a little forced, but you see what we were doing, and you didn't do it, McMaster. <laughs> well, I mean, I just want to talk Sips. about my favorite game, which is Squadron 42, so I pulled you in there. A little bit. <laughs> All right. That's not actually a thing, is it? Nah, well, I mean, that depends on who you ask. <laughs> like, I mean, it's you can, say, like, can, I, can I go online right now and buy Squadron 42? Oh, sure. I'm, they'll sell it to you. I don't, I don't think you'll get it. I guess the, yeah, the more trenchant question should be, can I go online now and download and play Squadron 42? Oh, God, I'm, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. No, no, no. Uh, but Master, that reminds me, your your intonation there is like that great bit in Royal Tenenbaums when Bill Murray is asked... <laughs> <laughs> can the boy tell time? Right. Oh no, God no. Speaking of not being able to do math or tell time, you know what we're gonna do this week, and Nick Diamond is gonna arbitrate between us. Uh McMaster, you and I have been playing Tooth and Tail. Oh yes. Now what you do in Tooth and Tail, this is a new RTS from uh these really cool guys called Pocket Watch Games. They did Monaco. Um, what you do in Tooth and Tail, it's a super condensed, like 10-minute real-time strategy game. And instead of having different factions, you instead choose just any six of a spread of like 20 units. You just choose six you're going to use. You know, do you choose super cheap ones? Do you choose expensive ones? Uh, do you just choose defenses? Uh, what 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 do you choose amongst all these? Take whatever you want. No limits. So, McMaster, what we're going to do is we're going to build up aside and nick is going to decide unit by unit which one of us is going to win the game you ready for this oh i'm ready yeah 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 okay so nick you have not played tooth and tail right i have not played this game all right so we're gonna have to explain like gameplay stuff to you and the setting and the characters so one by one we're gonna do this and you just tell us which one is more cool or which one would be more likely to win which one is better basically. So, McMaster, why don't you start us off by uh, choosing one of the units in Tooth and Tail? Okay. Now, just any tier? Sure, yeah, yeah, go for it. You know what? If you if you want to start with an expensive one, f- feel free. If you want to start one of the awesome ones, maybe you sort of want to start a little more subtly, whatever you like. Alright, sure. I'll pick the lizard. Now, why What? Why would anyone care? Which, why would you pick that? Pff, a the lizard? Li- Lizards uh, have a little bit more hit points than the squirrels, which are the their tier one units. Uh, they throw spears, and they uh, they have a little bit more hit points, and they're twice as fast as all the other tier one units. So hmm. they move really fast. They have a slightly shorter range, but they have more hit points, so they can close the gap. All right, I feel like I got this one. Uh, McMaster's choosing a boring, fast lizard. Here's what I choose to counter your lizard. Uh, an owl that vomits out his prey, and then the prey runs off and attacks something. Because this owl, he is his job is to eat traitors, and that's how they get punished. They get eaten by an owl, 
But this owl, uh, she's called the matriarch, she has decided, you know what, traders? I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to vomit you up. You're going to be super slimy, covered with bile, and you then run into battle. And if you win, uh, you know what? You've redeemed yourself. If you don't, well, you're dead, so it doesn't matter. So, Nick, which one of these units is better? Uh, well, um, not knowing which tier is what, I'm going to have to go with the vomit winning over spear chucking lizards. See, McMaster, see how this is done? This is why, McMaster, when we did chicken McMaster RTSs, this is why I won, like, you know, 90% of the time. Well, 90% might be a bit much, but <laughs> but yes. There could be a rounding error involved. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so I'll start next so McMaster knows a little bit about what he's up against. Nick, how do you feel about, in an RTS, I'm going to choose what are called the croakers. Wow. What? Did you just bomb my croakers? What? 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 Are, what? Okay, here's, a, here's what a croaker is. It's a bullfrog with a stick of dynamite strapped to the back of it. Uh, it's a suicide unit, but here's the important thing you need to know about croakers. They're doing this because they're religious, they're, they're religious fanatic suicide bomber bullfrogs, and they will run into McMaster's group of lizards and blow up and kill all the lizards for the price of one cheap, inexpensive, tiny bullfrog. Hmm. McMaster, what do you say to that? All right. So, you know, you're fancy. All right. I'll, uh, I'll pick the boar, also known as Uncle Butter. He is a giant boar with a flamethrower and welder's goggles that runs around setting everything on fire. Mm. Ooh, okay. So, on one hand, I have a suicide frog. <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> and on the other hand, I have a flamethrower hog named Uncle Butter. Don't forget the welder's goggles. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the flamethrower hog. All right. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, it's a flamethrower on a hog. He is pretty oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, well, then here you go. What about this one, Nick? This is on the same tier as Uncle Butter. Uh, you might think of it as uh, one of Uncle Butter's colleagues, for instance. Uh, this guy doesn't have a name. <coughs> Excuse me. He's, uh, he's not a warthog, though. He's a badger. But here's the deal. He's an insane badger. He's crazy. So you don't know his name. You just know him as, let's see, I wrote this down. I had to write it. He is inmate number 438. And who knows what his name is? And uh, he was, so this game takes place during a kind of a, a messy Eastern European revolution in the industrial era. And there's lots of traitors and betrayals and political persecution. This this badger's family was wrongly imprisoned in an insane asylum, and this badger then went into the insane asylum to rescue them. But in the course of being there, he went crazy himself. He has now been released. He is known only as inmate 438, and he's got a minigun. Ooh, I do like miniguns. All right, McMaster, what do you have to say to that? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'll pick the fox then. Kasha, the farmhand, sees a uh, sniper, and uh, she spent her summer sitting on the roof picking off rustlers and interlopers. And she goes around, uh, you know, stealthing and then uh, shooting stuff and being awesome. Okay, I call an objection. Can I Can I do that, uh, Nick? Uh, objection! Hmm. Do I then what's say why argument? I object? Yeah, yeah okay. what's your argument? She's not stealthed. 
McMaster right, has, has applied to I, her only the trench gang. Now. Only the, yeah, McMaster's is now he's doing what's called uh, lying. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a tactic. Uh, don't dis- <laughs> don't disclose my techniques. Kasha is not stealth. She does have, and this might be where McMaster a sweet cloak. Is. Exactly. She's got a cloak with a hood. McMaster, you played too much Assassin's Creed. Just because someone has a hooded cloak doesn't mean that person can stealth. She still looks cool. That is true. But but again, point of order. So there's my objection. So what do you say to that, uh, Nick? A crazy badger or a fox that McMaster doesn't know much about? Okay. So normally, normally, I would vote against the sexy fox just for being that whole sexy fox trope. Um, But what I dislike even worse is the badger that don't give a damn. It's not a honey badger. So oh, I'm going badger. with the sexy fox. It's not a honey badger. Though. Yeah, I, I, face, I, Tom. The, the, the badger that I, I don't care if it's a honey badger or not. The badger that doesn't care. Like, ah, get out of here. Done. Remember how uh, Donald Trump had a problem with that judge in Ohio because that judge was Hispanic? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I've got a problem now with Nick. I think Nick grew up watching a little bit too much of that Disney Robin Hood cartoon with the super hot chick Fox playing Med- Maid Marian. Maid Marian, yeah, yeah, she was hot. Like, yeah, I think you should recuse yourself, Nick. No. All right. No, not going to happen. Someone has oh. to hold the line against the stupid internet fox or internet badger. Someone has yes. to. All right, then let me steer clear of anything that resembles an internet meme, and I'll just go with, um, shoot, what is McMaster going to do, and how can I counter it? All right, this is just a straight-up cool thing. Uh, One of the the fundamental facets of winning in Tooth and Nail is scouting. You've got a general unit, and there are no factions. Your general is basically just a cursor, basically, and you, you walk around the screen, uh, and you're scouting, and your your general can get shot, but it's no big deal if he or she dies. You just respawn. So a lot of the game is scouting, is seeing what's what and what's where. Uh, and for the most part, you're you're limited to what your general can see, which is where you move him or her. Um, now I'm not going to bring up the cool general because there's one called Hopper. She's my favorite. She's awesome. We're not pitting generals against each other. They have no gameplay effect. But what I am going to do in a game that is so significant with scouting, the unit that has the longest vision range, and this is big, this is a big deal, uh, is called the, what is it called? It's basically a hot air balloon with a sniper in it. Uh, And you can build it anywhere in your territory. And first of all, the sniper shoots super far. But because the sniper, and we don't know, it could be a, a sexy fox in that balloon. We don't know. Uh, the, <laughs> the sniper can shoot farther and can also see farther. That sniper has like a, the, the, the vision for the sniper balloon, the vision radius, I think is twice as far as any other unit in Tooth and Tail. So there you go, McMaster. I'm sending up a bunch of sniper balloons. And I, you know, I, I'm not playing to the judge here, but I'm just saying we, we can't say for sure there aren't sexy foxes in these balloons. That's hot. Okay. So, um, I guess the unit that I, I would pick then is the uh, the mole. Because you don't, like, build a mole structure that creates moles. You just summon them one at a time. But the special thing about the mole is you can summon them outside of your control area. So you can rush up and plant a bunch of, or, you know, drop a bunch of mole 
summons and uh, attack somebody. They also look pretty cool. They've got a giant mallet and uh, a hard hat on, and they look like they're uh, going to beat the living bejesus out of something. But, but, I mean, are the moles sexy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Oh, right. oh Gretchen, you're so weird. <laughs> uh, so, I, okay, so going back to the balloon. We don't know what's in the balloon, though? We don't know well, what animal? When you build it, uh, we don't. So there's a tier of defenses that uh, is not clear. Like one of them is a is a machine gun nest, and it's got a roof on it, so you can't see who's in it. When you build the balloon, uh, a crate appears and slowly opens, and it unpacks, and the balloon gets inflated, and then it flies up in the sky. But I don't think you can ever see into the gondola of the balloon because it's a top-down game. Mm. Uh, the balloon itself is always obscuring it. So you know what? I'm pretty sure it's a sexy fox. I mean, it could be a sexy fox. It could be a sexy monkey, too, right? That's not that's as that's as weird a thing as a sexy mole. I've never heard of a sexy monkey. Uh, they exist. Trust me. I don't. I don't trust you. I don't believe that. Well, no, I mean, there are there are sexy monkeys. It's a fact. I can. Can you name one or like what? Like the orangutan in every which way but loose or what? What are you thinking of? Look, man, let's not kink shame. <laughs> I will say Judy Greer, who's a super cool actress, she plays a monkey oh, yeah. in the Planet of the Apes movies. She's sexy. She plays a monkey. Ergo, sexy monkey. Oh, oh she, nice. Really? Judy Greer's in the – oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. She, she, it's a thankless role. She did it because she kind of liked the movies. But, yeah, she does the motion capture for uh, the Andy Circus wife monkey, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the wife monkey. That's, that's what they call it in the monkey kingdom, wife monkeys. <laughs> um. Okay, so I, I like the uh, I like the mole with the mallet uh, quite a bit. Um, just just because I like small things with mallets uh, sounds pretty cool. But I'm gonna have to go unknown sexy animal in a sniper balloon. Because for all we know, it might be a sniper team. Because snipers work with a spider, one of which is a sexy monkey, the other of which is a sexy fox. That's oh, wait, 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 shh, shh. I'm getting that image solid in my head. Hold on. Nick, Nick go go to your bunk. This is okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. McMaster, yeah, no, I'm comfortable with that. All right, this is, this is game point, McMaster. Uh, why don't you start us off? What are oh. you choosing for your army in Tooth and Tail? All right, fine. Uh, so I'm going to pick the wolf, Drill Sergeant Volkov. He was a shy bureaucrat before the war. Drill Sergeant Volkov uncovered a side to his personality that no one knew was there. He now inspires unmitigated devotion and fear. He uh, doesn't attack himself, but he makes all the other units work and move twice as fast and attack and all that jazz. And he is a wolf in a military coat and has a bullhorn that he likes to shout at people with. So basically, McMaster has chosen middle management. It's one of his favorite units. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see. How about... Against your your wolf management guy, he seems like he'd be the subject of Dilbert cartoons. They're probably Dilbert cartoons about Volkov. You know, don't bring whatever that dude's name is into this. That guy's, <laughs> that guy's, that guy's a total asshat. He really is a douchebag. Yeah. So don't, yeah, don't bring Dilbert uh, dildo into this. <laughs> All right, so Volkov is pretty cool, but here you go, McMaster. While your wolf is, like, shouting at people, and who needs that in an RTS, right? That's what other players do to you when you play an RTS. They shout at you, especially the guys on your team. Uh, I don't need a unit to do that. So what I'm going to bring instead, McMaster, is a weasel with artillery mounted on his back. 
And now here's the cool thing about this weasel with the artillery mounted on his back. He's a member of the freight union. Not sure what that means, but that's what he's called. He's the freight union uh, weasel. And he's got artillery on his back. And, you know, your mole was awesome because it does double damage to buildings. That's cool. But what's even awesomer is being able to stand out of the firing radius of any other unit in the game, and except the sniper balloon, of course, and pelt it with artillery from the back of a, of a smooth, sleek, svelte weasel. I would like to say uh, uh, object to that because they're ferrets, not, not weasels. A ferret's a type of weasel. Wait, is it? Uh, yes. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a biologist. I know these things. I know my taxonomy. There's uh, subclasses of weasels. It's in the same uh, genus as the weasel, but it is yeah. not a weasel. No, it's a it's a weasel genus. You've got different like types of weasels. It's like a rabid squirrel, right? Yeah, it's like there's a, it's a squirrel's a type of weasel. Stoat. A stoat is a type of weasel. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So let me get this straight. I've got huh? I've got a weasel teamster. Yeah. Or a middle management wolf. <laughs> is that what you right. giving me? All right, it's going to say a lot about where you fall in terms of the uh, the workplace, Nick. Which do you choose? Oh, no, <laughs> don't put that shit on him. Come okay. on. All right. That's unfair. I object. Okay. So if we okay, okay, okay. So going going by Teamster Weasel and Middle Management Wolf. Give the wolf a break. He's I, middle I, management. I, well, guys, our arguments are closed. I I give it I give it to the you know, the man of the people, the, the Teamster Weasel, but uh, wait, no, no, you can't you rule. There's wait, no butts in rulings. There's my butt. Uh. But I choose to think of the wolf. As a commanding military man in a uniform. He is. So I'm giving it to the wolf, because that's ah, sexy. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> uh, what he is, though, he's, he's, a, he's like a commissar. He's the type that – there's a – in in the uh, Dawn of War, those Warhammer 40K. Yeah, it's like a loyalty uh, loyalty officer, right? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. And one of them oh, – okay. there's a leader. You can uh, get one of these leaders in, the, in Dawn of War 2, I think. And what he will do is – Kill one of the units in the squad to improve morale. Yeah, that's sexy. Yeah, yeah. We'll kind of that, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take it. There's, there's lots of grim stuff in Tooth and Tail, but this commanding wolf does not kill anyone in the squad, as far as I know. Uh, he is a yeah. great. He's a great uh, combo with, for instance, the squirrels. Like any any build that has a bunch yeah. of units doing a little bit of damage you bring that wolf in where they're all the more fierce uh he's yeah. really good forms yeah they yeah. double they basically get double attacks and uh you know stuff like that it's kind of ridiculous you know what'll take those out though mcmaster what's up exploding uh, frog not if they get shot and blow up and kill everything around them which is what happened to me well you got to make more exploding frogs is the deal <laughs> oh yeah i'm sorry what was i thinking <laughs> You can't, you know, have a revolution without breaking a few frogs, right? All right, well, McMaster, you win this one. Uh, I will be talking <laughs> to uh, Andy Schatz. Did I screw up his name? Uh, anyway, the, the fellow who made it from Pocket Watch Games on next week's podcast. So uh, tune in for that. In the meantime, uh, Nick, all right. Uh, I think a more important reason to recuse you from any video gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you playing Destiny 2? What? Oh, uh, Yeah. Okay, so my excuse for not playing Destiny 2 at this time hmm? 
is because I'm waiting for the PC version. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'll play with you then, too, because I'm going to play it then as well. Uh, why would you wait? Like, what? Come on. I'm sure that it's it's just as good on the PlayStation 4, right, Nick? I, you know what? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I So, full disclosure, I played Destiny uh, on the Xbox One. Um, yeah, I know. It, it, yeah, it was fine. Too, actually. <laughs> it was fine. Um, I never got back into Destiny after they had kind of updated and worked on it and apparently really changed it around. Um, so I I just, I never, I never really saw the game, I guess, the way fans of it would tell me it is. Right. No, um, I can understand that. Yeah, this is my first, uh, I'm in the same boat. I, I stopped... Um, like right after I did the campaign and all that stuff and yeah. did a couple of strikes before they did all the changes to the game. I just kind of like, it didn't really hold a lot of attention for me. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I just, it just never clicked with me. I, I played the campaign. I got through it. I played a couple of the little, you know, I, I even played some of the, um, the little PVP, like call of duty ish type stuff that they had at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it just, I, it just didn't click. It didn't yeah. click at all, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a different game now, though. I'll give it that. Destiny Two is is a lot different than the first one. Uh, at least the first one at launch. So I, I wouldn't know um, later. Destiny. So McMaster, what would you? Uh, how would you explain to Nick uh, how it's different from the launch of Destiny One? What what have they done that's different off the bat right. in Destiny Two? So the. Uh, it reminds me a lot of a couple of games smashed together that are, are good. It reminds me of the questing system from Guild Wars uh, in a lot of ways because you can do all those public events, get a lot of experience, and get loot from them. The zones are a lot bigger than Destiny's zones were. Like They, they feel a lot bigger than Destiny's zones. Um, and... Uh, Basically, there's just like there's there's side quests, adventure quests, tons of single player content, strikes and stuff like that are already out. Um, I don't know. It's it's also really attractive, um, and the gunplay uh, reminds me a lot of um, Borderlands, oddly enough, uh, which I do, which I like. Uh, it reminds me of Borderlands meets like you know Halo. Mm-hmm. So. Of- uh- a, a lot of I, I definitely remember playing in, in the original Destiny, feeling like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Just do this mission, and then I get to level twelve. I guess it was also twenty. I get to level twenty, and then I'm just supposed to grind whatever they consider their end game content. I just kind right. of felt like, all right, there's one path for me to go along. It has very specific milestones. There's nothing really pulling me. I have to push myself. This is the complete opposite. Like, there's so many things pulling me in so many different ways in Destiny 2. Destiny 2, you don't have to go out and find a reason to play. It will find you. And McMaster, those public events that you're talking about are a big part of it. Uh, And it's it's very much like Guild Wars in that you're in not just a hub, but in the hub, which, again, I don't understand the point of the hub. Why? What's that farm there for? I don't get it. But when you're out actually playing the game. Nothing. Yeah, you, when you're out actually playing the game, you'll get these alerts that are basically, hey, something really cool and big is happening over here. And even if you can't quite see it from where you are, here's a little indicator on your HUD. Maybe you should go look at that. And there's even a gameplay impetus to go look at it as you're leveling your class up. You get a little talisman thing, and it only fills up as you participate in these 
public events. So you're like, oh, what's going to happen when that fills up? i got to do these public events. Oh. And they're constantly – uh, there's a public event like every few minutes. You have to run around the map to find it, but you're constantly given a notice that like, hey, in four minutes, something cool is going to happen over here. And they are cool. They're these big, epic kind yeah. of boss battles with a sort of a taste, I imagine, of what happens during some of the raids and stuff. Uh, so that's constantly pulling you forward. I think the missions are much better structured. Uh, I've even played some of the PvP simply because that's one of – what are called the milestones that you're given. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you know what? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, I can play two PvP matches. I can do that if I'm going to get something cool that will apply to my single-player game. And so I do that, and you know what? The PvP isn't awful. Um, but no, what's strike? Yeah, the, so those I, guys know PvP. Those guys yeah. know multiplayer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Halo, for God's sake. So it's not just they know multiplayer, but they know gunplay. And McMaster, yeah. one, the thing that always worked for me in Destiny, and I can understand it's why people played it so much is Bungie knows how to do gunplay. Like they've got that down. They've been doing it for what over decades. And uh, well, ever since the Xbox came out uh, and they know how to do it with a, with a console controller. So Nick, while I'm with you and I was going to wait because even playing, I'm keenly aware I would be doing much better at this if I had a a mouse. Uh, And, and furthermore, this, this is going to look so sexy on the PC. (laughs) It still looks, it will. It's a really yeah. pretty game. Like, so, it's really pretty. Yeah, Nick, I won't say you've made the right decision, but I will say I understand your decision, and uh, I'm looking forward to it being on the PC. But here's what stands out most for me. Um, it So uh, the Halo, Halo, Halo's gone over it. Is it 505 games? But Microsoft has handed it off to someone else. 343, I think. Yeah. Oh, 505's a publisher. Right, exactly. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so playing Destiny 2, and McMaster, uh, don't spoil anything because one of the really cool things is uh, what the different worlds are. But uh, So you start with uh, Earth, and then I think there are four different worlds. Have you gotten very far into those? Yeah, I'm level 20 now. What? <laughs> I, beat the cam- I beat the campaign a couple hours ago. <laughs> <sighs> I don't want to spoil anything for you. <laughs> Last night I was playing. I was like, oh, okay, McMaster's level 13. All right, I'm going to play until like, I get to 14. So I'll, I'll have the one up on him when, when we do the podcast. Well, I've seen all the different worlds. I, I went through the storylines. I mean, there's still so much more to do. <laughs> but what, what I love in these different worlds as I'm playing, yeah, the gunplay is great. But as I'm playing, I'm like, you know, this is what became of the Halo license. It's not the IP that Microsoft has transferred yep. over to another developer, the, the sense of, of majesty of an alien world that juxtaposes uh, this idyllic beauty with weird, vast, cavernous alien constructs underneath it, uh, and you visit back and forth between these big, crazy alien bases and these beautiful countrysides, this, it, that's Halo to me. I couldn't tell you the first thing about who Master Chief is or why Guilty Spark does what or what the deal is with Cortana going crazy or what that big Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors plant guy is. I don't know any of that stuff. But I do know what it's like seeing that halo stretching off into the distance uh, in that ring world with the countryside going up and knowing there are these weird bases that are conduits to vast underground cavernous bases that are just weird and alien. 
That to me is Halo, and that is so well realized in Destiny 2, in the way they build their worlds, in their art design. I mean, some of these later levels, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, that's this is what it was like to discover the crazy underground architecture in Halo. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm loving Destiny 2, and I'm you know, keenly aware that these are the guys who made Halo what it what it was. Uh, yeah. What's funny to me is that. You know, Destiny was cool and all, but, like, this actually feels like an honest follow-up to Reach. Because, like, Reach was, like, their last big thing they did with Halo. Reach was Bungie? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I liked Reach, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did, too. And it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, without spoilers or anything, it just kind of feels like, it it just, the whole, the story itself feels like, uh, it feels like like an like what it what would have happened if Reach had been a happy thing, you know? <laughs> so like, it's like it's so I've, strange. I've skipped over a lot of the cutscenes early on, and I'm not sure that they're working for me, McMaster. I, I like I appreciated when Nathan Fillion and the wacky Glados yeah. computer showed up. I was like, okay, that's cute. The, yeah, I'm not sure how it fits here. Um, so yeah, I don't, I, and it, and it, it's a bungee thing as well. Like they love their lore and they love their convoluted oh, yeah. stories, and I'm not getting really what's going on, and that's okay. I don't need to because, like I said, Halo for me is the settings I'm, and the majesty. But I'm I'm pretty lost at the storyline. Uh, it's yeah, it's super confusing. I don't really get most of it either. Uh, even after playing you know Destiny through, um, it's just kind of wacky, but. Uh, just like the actual design, like how epic it feels, um, is really interesting. Like I, I guess, like for instance, uh, when you first start the game, after um, well, not when you first start, when you get kicked off of the ship thing or whatever, and you're kind of like on Earth and like messed up and kind of going through the place. It's got this like super mournful, like uh, symphonic music, and uh, it, it's it's like really like well, yeah, this is this is Bungie. This is. Uh, I this can certain- say. About Destiny 2, something I can say about very few video games, and that is, I haven't turned off the music. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's like really, really good. Um, All right, well, Nick, we'll be there with you on the PC. When uh, is it? Late October? Is yes. It? Yeah. It's so terrible. Oh, let me mention one more thing because you'll like this, Tom. Did you know you, those public events? There's like triggers you can hit, and I don't really know what they are, but uh, right off the top of my head, but there's like certain ways that you can trigger heroic versions of them. What? That, yeah, I know, right? So like I've fought a couple of them. One Mike and I did this afternoon, where it was like. You, you fought this big boss, and it was this huge heroic thing, and then you had to stand on this big pile of crystals while it gets teleported up and fight off, like, just wave after wave of, like, monsters everywhere. It's, it was crazy. And you get, like, a, a, you know, a heroic item and a bunch of extra experience, but there's, like, weird triggers. Like, you have to do certain things, and then it, like, makes, like, an extra monster appear. How did you find out about doing these things, or did our friend Mike Cathcart just do yeah. it for you? Uh, our, yeah, Mike Cathcart. <laughs> well, the first time he wasn't there, it just, you know, just other people were around, and right. one of them did it. But this one, he was telling me that's how it happened. So. I, I do appreciate a game where, and Guild Wars is, is I, I think, still the watermark for this. I do appreciate a game where seeing other people online 
doesn't annoy me. It is never oh, a yeah. bad thing. Like Secret right. World Legacy, I was like, oh, God, you people get out of my game. Go play something <laughs> else. I'm doing this alone. I love in Destiny and in any good oh, yeah. MMO when there's other people around. I love seeing, okay, there's people over there. I'm just going to go hang out with them and follow them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, like, in that game, it's better to have a group of people around because yeah. like, the, they, they never stop coming, like, right. ever. Yeah. So the the secret way to trigger heroic stuff mm-hmm. is it, it, it like to me that sounds like uh, like the weird kind of Easter eggy hunt stuff in the Call of Duty zombies stuff. Oh Ew. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, is that what we're talking about? Well, it's like like Mike used an example of like there might be a ship flying overhead, and if you shoot that ship down, it makes another boss get summoned, like or another ship will show up. Mm. You know, so it's not uh, super convoluted. It's not like no, you know, it's you got to eat these accident. particular gumballs and go turn this knob and then go up here and <laughs> oh, oh god, Call of Duty and only do it on a Monday at three p.m. and yeah, <laughs> it's the game is like fun but it's exhausting. Yeah, you know, yeah, just trying to figure out what the, like how to live more than <laughs> I can't believe you hit level twenty. Oh, oh I'm so annoyed in well, your face. No yeah. Place. And That's twice is, today, McMaster. First the tooth and tail arbitration, and now uh, <laughs> Destiny 2. And, like, here's the thing, though, is, like, I I finished the campaign, just the, and that's what did it. Uh, you know, it gave me, like, three levels, I think, at the end, because I didn't, you know. Oh, okay, because I'm at, like, 15 and thinking, well, I'm three-quarters of the way there, but okay. Because I've unlocked yeah, worlds, I and I think, too. okay, okay. So well, it is going to give me a, a last-minute, like, kick in the pants for those last few levels. Yeah, yeah, I didn't expect it because I thought I would still be like 17 or I thought I'd be 18 actually when I finished. And right. uh, and yeah, no, I looked earlier. Yeah, it's 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 20 and my item level's like 200, a little over 200. Um, You're so almost I, ready for raiding. Almost this weekend probably. All right, well, I'll try to get there with you. Yeah, you better. All right, well, <laughs> while, uh, while McMaster's out leveling me in Destiny 2, you've been playing another MMO that for some weird reason is. <laughs> not guild wars 2 what are you doing what why it's so i hear a lot that i hear a lot of random things and normally they're from jason mcmaster that make no sense this week you take the cake nick when you were telling me about this mmo you're playing. <laughs> what why where did that come from oh it's my God. secret shame oh it's what's, shameful. what's the deal with it why so, I, okay <laughs> so i i've been playing Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I know. Am I going to understand that? boxing the Elder Scrolls uh, card game at the same time just to get the full Elder Scrolls? Oh, gosh, no. No, 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 no. Elder Scrolls card game? You don't You don't know that? They, they may, they, it's like, uh, you know, Johnny Come Lately, Gwent. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, it, it, not in Skyrim though. You have to go in Elder Scrolls Online, but there's a card, like a collectible card game. No, it's a totally different game. Yeah, it's, oh, it's like game. a yeah, it's like Hearthstone or uh, whatever. <laughs> it's got its own client. Yeah. All right, whatever. Sounds dumb. I'm sure it is. <laughs> All right, so Nick, the Elder Scrolls Online proper. Uh, wh- why are you playing this instead of say Guild Wars Two or or even World of Warcraft? What does this have that World of Warcraft doesn't have? Why aren't you playing that? Okay, so Elder Scrolls Online. Um, I guess in June-ish, they came out with the uh, Morrowind expansion. Um, 
I didn't really have time to delve into it then, uh, but I got a little bit of break right now, so I thought, okay, let me check this out. Um, and what I like about it is it, it kind of gives me that chance to revisit all the stuff I saw in Morrowind, the Elder Scrolls Morrowind, but now in an upgraded engine with quality of life improvements and things aren't glitching out every 15 minutes. Now, what, so Elder Scrolls Online, like, what, explain to me the difference between, is it Morrowind and Tam- Tamriel? Uh, yeah, I think that's the main part of the game, right? And so these are different, like, continents or something? I thought you could go to Morrowind anyway. So you could go to a part of it, but you couldn't Uh, go to the, like, the actual main land of Morrowind. So they're, like, Blood Moon expansion? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Okay. And so this is stuff you're remembering from when you played that super old... Uh, RPG uh, Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Like this is yes. like, oh yeah, I know that. I remember that from the game. Really? Like, oh, I remember this. Yeah, okay. and in still, fact, they still a good game. <laughs> they they do that thing where they eat. So here's the weird thing, right? Like so, Elder Scrolls Online. I think the lore is it's like eight hundred or a thousand years before the events of Skyrim or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. But it does that thing where, well, hey, we know a lot of our players loved Elder Scrolls Morrowind, so we want to have callbacks to it and little, you know, shout outs. Um, So it does weird things where, like, you go to your starting city, the starting city that you had in Elder Scrolls Morrowind and in Elder Scrolls Online, if you go to that starting city one of the very first characters that you met in the other game is in this game. (laughs) And he's like still sitting at his little desk and still doing everything. And when you talk to him, he even says, Oh, you know, I used to be the blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Wait, you mean the guy that like at the boathouse or whatever? Yes, exactly. He's He's immortal. I don't know, but he's there. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. You click on him. You click on him and he even does the little, you know, hey, I, I used to catalog prisoners oh. when they came off the boat. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I know what you're talking yep. about now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's that guy. <laughs> wow, I guess he must be immortal. If that was like 800 years ago, he's really, he's, he's doing well, well, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Nick, so if I don't, if, if I don't remember stuff, although I do remember this guy now, if I, but if I don't remember a lot of Morrowind stuff like this, is there anything that Elder Scrolls Online is doing these days to make it notable? Like Gameplay-wise, as an MMO, the, uh, is it just pretty? I mean, it's pretty. It's. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I I think if I'm just gonna sit down and play an MMO for the MMO experience, I would rather play Guild Wars Two, um, because Elder Scrolls Online still kind of hues to a few old school conventions. For example. There's a lot of waiting in line to kill the same boss. Oh, because, uh, yeah, you will go into dungeons and whatever, and, hey, there's the evil whizzle, wizard Foozle, and, you know, there's a group of dudes killing him, and now you got to wait 
because <laughs> if you want the stuff that Foozle had, well, you got you got to wait for him to respawn. Yeah, Otherwise, right. you know, wait your you're... turn. <laughs> uh, is it? It's not a subscription model, is it? Is it free it's, to play? It uh, well, it's, yeah, you can subscribe, but it's it, it, like Guild Wars Two mainly. It's buy okay. to play. So okay. you buy the client, and then you can just play it. Yeah. Uh, of course, they sell cosmetics, and there's an in-game store, and pets, and you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, the real problem I had with that game wasn't that it wasn't an enjoyable experience, because honest to God, I had a great time for the first, say, 30 hours, maybe, something like that. Just enough time to get to the um, like the, the uh, prestige levels, you know, mm. the whatever... I hated those because, like, it took my character, the Templar, who had been pretty good at soloing and made him absolutely impossible to wander around the world by myself. Like, I couldn't, like, do quests by myself. So it it just – the game was so stupidly broken at that point, I just never wanted to play it again. So I will say I don't know what benefit it would have to new players, but for players who tried it – when it came out, and I think, Jason, this would this would uh, this would probably click with you. Is they've revamped all of that. Um, yes. Yeah, and I had heard that that like they kind of took the the cliff out of the stupid leveling experience requirement. You know, it's just like it was. It was just like a slog, and like I really wanted to do the like planes or whatever the challenges or trials, yeah. or whatever the hell they were called. I wanted to do them, and one of my friends did, and I, I mean I watched some of them, uh, but like it just it just wasn't worth it for me to level like fourteen more levels and start over in a different damn continent for some reason than to just keep playing. I mean, it's just like the most baffling end game I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it was crazy. It was crazy. The the way they had it for that first year or whatever when it was out, it was it was insane. It was an insane um, switch, right? As you, you yeah. know, whatever you want to call it, prestiged or whatever. It was uh, yeah. it was nutty. And then and yeah. then not only that, the way they had it set up before, um, whichever like there were three factions, and whichever one you started with, well, you were kind of you know, you were kind of limited in it physically in the land yeah. where you could go. Like it was like, here's a, you know, one third pie slice of the continent and right. that's your faction. And if you go out of that, you're, you're dead. Right. <laughs> so like if, if I was playing one faction and McMaster was playing another, we would be, we couldn't play together. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no. Yeah, no. no. Um, and here's the thing that was so stupid. Tom, like, so check this out, right? You level all the way through the main game, and every five levels you do a story quest. And the story quests are actually pretty well done, uh, oddly enough. I mean, for an MMO. Mm -hmm. And um, you get to the top level, and you go through all these things and everything. And then... (laughs) And then the guy, at the end, he goes, all right, so uh, we're going to erase your entire identity and make no one recognize that you've done all these cool things, and we're going to make you start over from scratch. There you go. 
that is literally what happens. So that's the re- that's the prestiging that you're talking about. Like right. in Call of Duty, you reset yeah. your progress. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but it literally puts you on the newbie boat, like to to like the area, and you go start over on the newbie quest for a different faction. Well, you know that's a great way to get a lot of mileage out of your content in a, in oh a game. Oh my god, it's so horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was it was super disheartening. It was super <laughs> duper disheartening. Like it just made you want to quit. Like oh, I don't oh. want to do this. I'm done. Oh, yeah. It was, so is, is this Morrowind thing something that recently came out, Nick, or it's just something you're catching up with now? Uh, well, it it's, came it's out in new. June. Yeah, oh, so right. it's, it's fairly new. Um, and they, like I said, they revamped all that. Like now, the factions don't even matter. You can pretty much go wherever you want. Right. Uh, your character levels, but it's all dynamic leveling now. So there's no, there's no gating between the kinds of missions you can do or the areas you can go into. Okay. Um, the prestige system is completely different. It 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 no longer feels like it's punishment. <laughs> Well, Nick, you've got a week to get this out of your system before uh, you're going to have to help me and McMaster play Guild Wars 2. Oh, gosh. Oh, the new expansions. Is That's nice true, yeah. Right. Path of Fire, know. and you can get a, a giant rabbit that you ride around on. Right, your mounts. Mounts. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah's yeah, get, actually been playing again, so perfect timing. Yeah. One one of the few games that doesn't need mounts is getting mounts. <laughs> but it looks oh. like what they do with that. It's, Although, it's so I, funny, my... Uh, <laughs> My my son plays World of Warcraft, so I you know I'm I'm like, hey, Guild Wars Two is getting mounts, and he just looks at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> God, mounts are what ruined World of Warcraft. That game is not even remotely as entertaining anymore. You don't have to do anything with the world. You just sit there and like queue and teleport to a dungeon, hit some keys, and then sit I mean, there. If you want to collect stuff, yeah, oh, I got sure. you covered. <laughs> If you want to if you want to play virtual Pokemon with like all your little pets you get you know then yeah fine but it's just like they they took that world out of that game so hard and it was such a great world that it's a shame yeah does either of you care about the new uh, Divinity Original Sin I do mm, I don't know I mean they never really caught with me I'll, I'll end up playing it probably but yeah all right we master hates Larian the developer. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Well, Master, one thing I do know that you do like, you're also playing an old game, or at least you've, you you said this is something that you've been playing lately. It's super old. It's, uh, is it even a mod? No, it's a game. Isn't it a standalone game? You and I played it. Player Unknown Battlegrounds, isn't that just like some dippy uh, it's mod? Super old. Yeah, it's super old. I think it's a mod on the Arma 2 engine or something like that. Uh, yeah. It's like that a download might... you get from moddb.com, right? Isn't that what you got? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's a real popular mod. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's it, like 1.2 million sold now or whatever? No, 1.2 million concurrent players. Uh, I was going to say it's 10 million sold. <laughs> 10 million sold, yeah. Who is, who's the guys behind this? The guy, okay, so the guy who did this, he, he worked on an, yeah, he, no, no, <laughs> this guy worked on an Arma mod for Battle Royale, and then he went to, you remember the SOE game, uh, that zombie one, uh, H, uh, H1Z1, and they split the game in two, because they had that stupid, like, MMO one, right. and then they, it, he designed a version that was the uh, Battleground one, the, the H1Z1 Battleground. And then he left there and got funding and 
they designed it from the ground up. And, uh, so this is his own thing. Like it's a self-published deal. Yeah. Well, it's no, it's uh, Blue Hole. They're like this uh, Korean or something like that. Blue I know it's hole. like the worst Blue Hole. I know it is the worst name, but they are a. Uh, uh, where are they from? They're from like. Uh, but it's not a publisher we know. It's not like this is Sony pushing this or anything. This is just a no, no, successful uh-huh. indie development. Uh, from these guys, this guy who worked on uh, these these mods. He's this is basically out of the mod scene. You're saying? Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, he worked on it um, in the say, like obviously he worked on it uh, uh, for for different com- you know, companies. But yeah, it's a uh, it's certainly a God. Can you imagine how terrible it must feel to be on that H one Z one team? <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Like, oh, I should have jumped ship with that guy. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, right. Um, so, oh yeah, they're uh, they're also the developer of Terra uh, and uh, Davillion. You know what Terra is? I, I'm, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I get press releases for those things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. So you're you're still, you're still with this thing? Uh, pick player unknown. About it. The the yeah. the acronym's a PUBG. Yeah, that's a bad. <laughs> acronym. Uh, have you ever been? So a hundred people get dropped for more, give or take. Uh, and only one survives. Have you ever been the one survivor? Yeah. No, you haven't. Master, yeah. don't lie. No, yeah, I got video and everything. Actually, it's on my YouTube channel. Go look. You uh, doctored that, though. No, no, no. I won. Yeah, no. Uh, I've been in the top ten a bunch of times. I'm kind of. I, I was highly rated last month, but they reset it every month, and I haven't played as much. Um, but uh, it's yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's just kind of. Part sneaking and part uh, being a jerk to people. Yeah. Now there's no. You and I played a bit. If I recall correctly, there's no. Is there communication between uh, anonymous other players? No. Uh, yes, there can be. Now, I muted because <laughs> you is, it, know, is, it, is it real-time voice communication? Oh yes, just like oh Andy. gross. Yeah, just like Daisy and all that stuff. So what I'll do sometimes is if I'm like sitting in a house and I think someone's around, I will unmute it just because sometimes people will forget to mute it and you'll hear them like humming to themselves or whatever. <laughs> you can tell someone's walking around. But um, I usually just keep it muted because you can imagine what happens, especially in like the lobby when everybody gathers on that little island, you know, right at the beginning. Just people yelling racial slurs and screaming constantly and playing music really loud, you know. Obviously. Well, that's what I wondered about because it's been uh, it's been in the news lately because of that that doofus that PewDiePie guy playing it and yeah. letting slip with that's the N word, and also you know Nick, you linked to uh, Blizzard's recent reaction to toxicity in the community in Overwatch. Uh, like it, it seems like the uh, multiplayer shooters like this just they attract a holes, and when you let yeah. other people <laughs> talk to you. You are keenly aware that they are a-holes. Like, I've never heard anyone talking to me in Destiny 2, except McMaster trying to figure out his microphone. Uh, but in, like, like these other games just have jerks. Like, I wouldn't want to listen to other people in those so, games. So, like, here's the thing. There's, like, different ways to approach it. And I think that a lot of companies that started out kind of on the forefront of this have dealt with it probably better than a lot of people. Like, look at Riot Games with League of Legends. Okay. They have they zero tolerance. You know what I mean? Like, they have zero tolerance. They don't like – they don't – you get automatically flagged if you type in certain words, and you'll get banned if you do it enough times. Just like well, – Because that, 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 League of Legends is infamous for the toxic – Right, exactly. Not now. That's- Oh really? That's, that's, 
It's had an effect. What their, their measures oh, are? Oh yes. Oh yeah, they're draconian. Like it's ridiculous. Oh, so good. like. They will ban you. It's the same, like on. It's the funniest thing because every now and then somebody will get on Reddit and go, "Oh, I got banned," and there's not, I'm innocent, you know. And then like one of the admins or something will come along and pull up his record and like right. like print out every bad word <laughs> he said and like the context of it and like everything, you know. So if you get uh, reported by a certain amount of people, you get automatically flagged. All this stuff. So yeah, they they crack people crack down really hard on people it was really surprising to me in that video that nick linked on the the front page when jeff kaplan said that they have taken action against four hundred and eighty thousand accounts that's amazing to me a half million people either i don't know if it's from dropping the n-word or just being jerks to everyone but that's amazing to me on on one hand i applaud it but on the other hand i'm dismayed that there are half a million people that need to be banned or have some action taken against their accounts in in overwatch and you know not all of those people are going to be the absolute worst you know i'm sure that some of them are just like frustrated you know get mad say something i'm not saying like racist you know stuff but you know just like cursing etc like i that, heard you know. can drop the n-bomb anytime you're frustrated oh uh, yeah it depends on who you ask like <laughs> it depends on the size of your youtube following frankly oh, okay. oh my god um, so, so, so my master if you and i if, if we're playing overkill and is there real time? You don't hear people talking in Overkill, do you? That's all type chat, Over, right? Overwatch. Overkill. <laughs> Overkill. Good lord, what am I thinking of? That's that. Pain. Yeah, it's all it's all type. Uh, no, okay. you uh, you have the option. No, they do have. You can opt in or out from the voice channels. So what you'll do, what people do a lot of times, if they play ranked, I always opted in. But if I'm just playing public matches, I'll rarely opt in. I just don't want to hear people yelling at me if they think I suck. You know. So just, obviously things like like racial epithets or anti-Semitism, like obviously that gets flagged. But what if we're playing a game and I don't know you guys and I'm just like, if you quit doing this, you're playing wrong. Is that something that is actionable? Yeah, yeah, actually. It's it de- profanity, basically. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the level of profanity. You know, I mean, you can probably say damn or something like that, and you're not, you know, whatever you say, you know, drop an MF or something there, and then right. you'll get flagged, I think. I think Riot does that, too, with League of Legends. Uh, right. So it's like they 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 want to keep it uh, teen-friendly, I think, is the best. Is it okay to say in the heat of the moment – Shoot a monkey. Is that allowed? Shoot a monkey. Will that give uh, it me- depends on who you ask. If you ask PETA, I don't think you're gonna get a lot of sympathy there. Uh I think the funniest thing was that oh god, what's that dude's name? Uh but in the thread on quarter to three about um uh Pootie Pie and his uh N bomb, uh when they were linking like all the different was it do you that linked all the tweets, Nick? The one from uh Oh, God, there was one that was just brilliant, as F. Thomas – oh, God, what is that dude's name? F. He's Paul like, Tompkins? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, oh. he, he was like one time – it was like – I'm paraphrasing, but it was like one time I was getting my ass kicked really hard in Halo, and I um, – what was it? I denied the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. It's like, you know, it's like not something – it's not something you just shout, you know, especially like with, with this guy. He's like – He's not – English isn't his first language, you know, so you have to really go for it 
<laughs> to, to, like, to be something that you're going to drop, like, in front of, like, hundreds of thousands of people, you know? Well, more, I, th- I think it's just a, it's an insight into the way you think. I mean, the fact that he, just in the heat of the moment, said this, that just speaks volumes about what, <laughs> as, as a person. I mean, if, I, if I'm entertaining, if I'm, like, doing a scripted bit or whatever, if I'm just talking, but something that slips out subconsciously like that, that... The, the guy's obviously a racist asshole. I have no desire yeah, to. Yeah, and this is not like the first time. I mean, it's right, like right. we're not. <laughs> this isn't like an isolated incident. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. But uh, well, it's after fifty-seven million followers can't be wrong. That's true. You know, and it's like I don't really like Sterling that much. I mean, I like him fine. You know, I just I don't. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's just not my deal. I don't want to. I don't listen to monologues that often. But like, he brought up some good points about the fact that, like, there's these guys that were literally caught cheating their audience uh, to tunes of lots of money. Oh well, the Counter Strike stuff. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's that's. And the- no, it's nothing. They're just like not even a slap on the wrist, you know. <laughs> it's just gone. They don't, and it, it's all about popularity. It's all about the money. It, it's it's just sad. Yeah. Ambassador, are you saying that the internet needs an FCC? Oh God, no! Oh my God, because no. Trump can get on that. He could probably marshal. He could probably get help from, right from, now, from, sure. from McConnell. Uh, I'm sure he might even get a Democrat or two on board. Oh, no, they're, they're gonna, you know, it's like that old George Carlin bit where he's like, you know, they're, they take everything from you and they're, and they're talking about taking your Medicare and they're going to get it too. You know, it's like that. They're going to get it. They'll eventually get the internet. (laughs) Well, the reason they won't is because the internet is not something that they don't have, it's not within their purview as, as it's it's not American. The internet is an international thing. No, Uh, they can, they can. Yeah, they can try to shut it down. Wasn't it Trump talking about shutting down the internet or monitoring it? Yeah, they can't. It's not theirs. Sure, but what they can do is go to the ISPs and start. Net neutrality is definitely an issue, but I think there will always be places on the internet where uh, you can weasel around that. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like. I do this stuff for a living, so like I can get around crap. But I'm just saying the average person probably can't, you know. Uh, so it's kind of. Uh oh, I think I think McMaster just made a list somewhere. Uh, <laughs> dude, I make a list every day. I'm sure. <laughs> Listen, here's my deal. Put me in charge of the internet. Put me in charge of the American internet. Okay. It'll be nothing but sexy foxes. I All- knew that was coming. <laughs> Okay, I'm okay with that as long as you don't throw monkeys in there. No sexy monkeys, and I'll vote for you, Nick. I can't promise that. Uh, All right. More of Peter Gabriel. Shock the monkey. Okay, McMaster, you've got my vote now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nick, the the folks at – and, McMaster, you're a defender of this game. The folks at Epic doing Fortnite, they have obviously been influenced (laughs) by the success of PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds. Everyone Uh, has. Have you guys both tried that Fortnite uh, mode? Uh, the, 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 uh, their, their horde, uh, player on battlegrounds kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, I played two matches, so I, I kind of dipped my toes into it. What's it like? Uh, it's, it, it needs work. I, I would say <laughs> it needs. Isn't that true of Fortnite in general though? Like that's yeah. kind of the overall observation. Yeah. It, yeah, I like it, Fortnite, but it is. It a, needs work. Yeah. It definitely needs work. It's it's weird, because um, it's still got like all the crafting and stuff. So it's just odd. Like you'll you know you'll be running after somebody and they'll they'll just quick snap up a barricade in front of themselves and 
That's true. Now, uh, uh, player progression and unlockable systems and whatnot are a fundamental part of Fortnite. Is all of that just scrapped when you play this Battleground mode? Uh, sort of. Not really. Kind of. Well, does everyone, like in, in Player you Unknown still Battleground, every, and crap. everyone yeah. starts at zero in Player Unknown Battleground at the first when a match starts. Uh, does Fortnite do that as well, or do some people start with persistent progression? Uh, well, you have some of your persistent progression, um, but not all of it. Like, they, like a, a bunch of abilities are not part of it. So, you know, all the bonuses you would get from, like, your uh, like your base survivors or whatever, like, they don't factor into it. Um, a bunch of unlock stuff won't factor in, uh, but... Uh, as far as a gunplay, how do you feel about how well it holds up against player unknown battlegrounds and in that kind of mode? Uh, wow, that's that's a little tougher. So I think so. One of the strengths of Fortnite, even though I I personally didn't care for it, is I think the the mechanics of it are very polished. Yeah. Um, whereas Player Unknown is still super janky. Oh yes, uh, delicious. But, oh my friend. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and it, it's weird. Like Player Unknown Battlegrounds, it, it sort of benefits from it though. Yeah. Um, you you kind of need that jank. Like I I don't think super polished mechanics and really great physics would help Battlegrounds. Right. Like well, it would be kind of a detriment. The thing that they have that's really interesting, and uh, it's like Tom mentioned, our friend Mike Cathcart earlier, is he, he he said to me, and I think it's somewhat apt that it's it's you know it's it's a game for Arma nerds, is that Player Unknown is like they tried really hard to model the weapons realistically. So it's like this—it's like this whole system of trying to understand the drop on the weapons and how to adjust your your gun zeroing and stuff like that, and the distance out, and like modifying your guns. And it, it does make a huge difference once you get into it and you understand what's going on. But it's like real bizarre until that point. It's like you just—it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, it's kind of like until you start to kind of wrap your head around it, it it's like real hard to get into. Yeah, I, that's why McMaster. I didn't win that time we played. Oh, I mean, yeah, normally, yeah, no. normally I should have been the last guy standing, but there's just weird physics bugs or whatever. Well, and to be honest, I hadn't played that much when we were playing. I think if we played now, we would probably do a lot better. Um, okay, I'm going to uh, need you to cover me. Just look behind me at all oh, times. God knows I'll have to. Yeah. Yeah. If there's someone in front of me, I need you to shoot that person because uh, yes, I'm, I'm going to be busy, like sort of scouting. I will be doing some commanding. Uh, I'll be taking a leadership role, McMaster, uh, so I'm going to need you to support me in that leadership role and kill everyone else. I really do think, like, no joke, one of the funniest things uh, I've ever been involved with in a stream is when I killed that guy with a pan, and then we were looting that house, and I turned around and shot, and it was so loud that it surprised you, and you were like, ah! And uh, I killed a guy, and that really kills me every time I watch that clip. It's on my channel. Well, Master, from now on, I want you to think of me as uh, as your wolf with a bullhorn. Uh, <laughs> working twice as fast. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, I'll be talking to Andy Schatz at Pocket Watch Games about Tooth and Tail, a game that apparently McMaster is better at picking units from than I am. 
<laughs> but that just gets to the shortcomings of the judiciary branch on this podcast, I think. Well, yeah. we're tied uh, multiplayer, too, so we have to break that eventually. Oh, I'm there, Webmaster. I am so freaking trouble <laughs> 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 now. I've been playing some, too. All right. Well, I'm ready. Uh, you know what? Let's. Well, I'll 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 report back on that uh, when I talk to Andy next week. <laughs>